you can look at everything from where you are and every child and every adult has agency you start with something they have agency on not that they don't everybody knows something about their city and there's so many ways to do it that's how i would start yeah make the city the text You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, where we unpack what is new and innovative in education. I'm your host, Jessica, and today we're throwing it back to an interview we did at High Tech High in San Diego back in 2017. While we were there, we got the chance to chat with High Tech High leaders Larry Rosenstock, Jeff Robbins, and Caleb Brashad. They each have such a contagious passion for their students that I'm sure you'll hear it in today's interviews. During our interviews, we'll hear about projects, starting new schools, hiring teachers, and why making the city the text is so important. If you haven't been to High Tech High, let me give you a quick view. High Tech High is a network of schools in the San Diego area. If you were to visit, you'd see students working in groups, artwork everywhere, student projects, and creativity bursting out of every corner. First up, we're going to hear from Larry Rosenstock. Larry is a former carpenter from Massachusetts who started High Tech High on a rundown Navy base. Larry will first describe how to get started with a school like High Tech High. When I said earlier to that very good question of, of how do you start, and I said have public exhibitions of work, I want to take it one step further. Make the city where you live the text. It is the best, simplest way to get started, right? I've got uh, someone who's doing a school in Harlem, and I didn't bring it down because it's way up high. I can't reach it without a big ladder, but I've got a big map of Harlem. And she, and she was right behind her, and she said, how can I do this in Harlem? And I pointed up, I said, Harlem. The Talented Tenth, you got jazz, you got literature. They came from all over the world. You can do the world from Harlem. You could do the world, you can do the world from Cambridge. And that's what we did. We made the city the text. You can, we can, you can do the world from San Diego, right? I mean, our buildings got commissioned one month after Pearl Harbor. Because of what happened in Pearl Harbor, they say we better rebuild it farther away because the planes can't come this far. You can look at everything from where you are. And every child and every adult has agency. You start with something they have agency on, not that they don't. Everybody knows something about their city. All of the high-tech high campuses are project-based, which, as you can imagine, results in a ton of student work product. We were amazed to see this on our visit, so Tom asked Larry to tell us more. Hey, I want to know about the art. The, the art is so crazy good here. Yeah. The art next door at the middle school is just spectacular. Yes. Can, can you guys talk about sort of leading? Yes, um, sure. I think, I, think that, I, think that, I think that we all, whether we have children or other things we do, that we all love making something that wasn't there before, whether it's a book or a piece of art or a piece of music. There's a lot of music that that kids have performed. In fact, I have come out, I've come out of my, my office because I've heard some kids, I feel I feel like they're playing something professional and they're back there in the corner, you know? So I want to ask you about teachers. We we all saw some crazy, talented right. teachers. How do you recruit them, grow them, and keep them? Great. First of all, I love teachers because I taught for a very long time. I have an easy job. I just start at 4 a.m. and I'm here till 7. That's not that bad. No, but I, I have a lot of things that comes at me every day. Teachers 
the thing I love about teachers is teachers know where they're going to be from the beginning of September to the end of June. And I will never forget what that is like. They got to be there. So we really care about that. Here's how we do it. Um, we have things that are called bonanzas. Maybe someone told you about them. They would have started already. And that means that, we, first of all, we have so many people that apply that we've never figured out on our on the website how to filter that. It's very, very, it's, we're still always tr struggling with that. But they come in. The only people who can hire a teacher are the people who run the schools. I have no authority to do that intentionally. And so they would come in, let's say it would be probably like uh, about um, this table worth of people would come in on, on one day. And there would be a few school directors there and maybe some faculty there. And the first thing that, well, so you'd do several things. You'd each have to teach two classes and you would be observed by adults. You have a speed dating where we have the kids at, at every age level. The kids are in a circle uh, looking out and then their seats looking in and the kids get to ask you whatever they want to, which is really fascinating. Um, and then um, I, if I'm ever doing it in the morning, if you heard my description of the school to those people, it would sound like I was trying to dissuade them from being here in a, and by saying, I just want you to know, here's what we do. Here's what we don't do, because you're right. But then there's something else that's really a secret sauce, and that is that people, some people look at the website of your school and they kind of try to mimic it, but it's not who they really are. And remember that the first sentence in our design principles is, high tech high is an equity project. As you can hear, these schools are clearly different from your traditional school model. We asked Larry to share how they communicate the work that's happening at High Tech High with their community and parents. As you can imagine, this is a big change for many families, but Larry likes to make sure that they're super honest with their community and that families know what's coming. It rarely happens that they don't adjust to this department, to this, this type of environment. I mean, maybe um, some go to other schools because they'd rather, but it's a very, very little leakage happens, actually. Very, very little. I mean, you know, we don't want the, the child to have decided that they want to come here because when they're tender years, they can't make that decision. It's really their parent who's making it. And so when we have orientation sessions for parents, if you were listening to an orientation session, you would think that I am trying to convince people not to come in a way. I said, I don't want them to be, you know, we're not going to segregate kids. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do the other thing. So you need to know it now, right? Um, so that's, we try to be really honest about that. After hearing about that, we wanted to know more about the students at High Tech High, their enrollment process, and what it's like to apply. So there's probably uh, f several, there's five, six, seven thousand in the lottery, right? So, um, and then it, dep it really depends on whether we're opening a new school, how many we have. Um, by the way, maybe this was said before, I've learned that when you're open, if you're opening a new K-12, you do not want to take 11th and 12th graders in the first year. You do not want to take 8th graders in the first year. And you do not want to take 4th fourth and 5th graders in the first year. I hope everyone understands why, okay? Uh, you just don't, uh, okay? Um, and But that said, um, the lottery is highly regulated under California law, and it's blind. And so uh, maybe I said this before, a sibling will get in over a non-sibling in an underrepresented zip code, but not if it's a fully represented zip 
of note. We have gaming of it that we, oh, it's amazing what some people <laughs> have tried. Some very interesting things. So, so we've gotten it tighter and tighter and tighter. We cherish the fact that we had non-meritocratic admissions and we're getting them into the colleges we're getting. The quality of work that students do here, what they publish, um, what they exhibit is really high quality. Yeah. What's the process that uh, creates that? By by getting used to making a lot of things and doing it poorly, <laughs> you know, like any of us do anything, you know, just yeah. failure is a really great way to do it. Like where are they getting yeah. feedback? Uh, from their from the faculty, from their peers and from their parents when their parents come in. While it's pretty easy to say how awesome High Tech High is, not everyone is sold on or understands the power of true student-centered collaborative learning. It's really something that most have to see to believe. So I had somebody um, who came down from an organization that he used to work for, and she came down one day and said, uh, and said she was one of the one of the top people there, and she came in really oddly. Um, uh, one 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 uh, day and she said I, I don't buy this i've heard a lot about it and i just think it's it's just bogus and i said well okay welcome to be here you know uh you know and i said so so what are you going to do today so i'm just going to go around all day and you know and i said okay fine and uh do that there's an exhibition here tonight and there was uh, actually and there was an exhibition here and there was another exhibition which i'll tell you about and i said well, why don't you just go to the exhibition and then come back the next morning um and before you leave and i said so but but before you go what what are you worried about she said i don't i don't I want to see. I want to see that there's rigor. I want to see that there's agency. I want to see that. She listed all these things that that she wanted to see. It was no, no. A lot of people might feel that way, but few people come in that way. The guest then attended an exhibition night. She followed through with her word and visited Larry the next morning to give him her feedback. And then the next morning, she stopped by my office before she left, and I said, here's what I saw. I saw agency, I saw equity, I saw creativity, I saw parent participation, I saw, I saw everything that I told you uh, 24 hours ago I wouldn't see. So you don't try to, you let, let the, you know, somebody once said to a, someone who was a, a famous actor, had somebody else was on a set who was nervous, and the actor said, let the costume do the acting, relax, you know. The costume are the kids, and, and I mean that not in an offensive way, let the work, that's why I said that before when you asked that good question, let the work speak for itself. If people, if people are seeing really high quality work, that just doesn't happen. It happens through error, it happens through concentration, it happens through intensive learning. Now we'll get to hear from Jeff Robbins, a fine arts teacher at High Tech High who shares a description of the Staircase to Nowhere project. Students participating in the project design staircases and full-size model of staircases around the school. Using trigonometry and CAD, as well as a partner, students design and build a smaller-sized staircase. Then, with a party of 10, they create life-size staircases to nowhere all around the school building. It's a conceptual art piece plus a math and physics project. You can find a link for more info in the blog, but we included this clip to highlight how interdisciplinary and connected the projects at High Tech High are. 
We basically had three learning goals, and they went with the deliverables. The first deliverable was to do a one to ten scale model, and the students made staircases by playing, seeing what would go together. Um, it's sort of a prototyping. Phase. Yeah, prototyping, and so play is really important. Andrew's. We were trying to figure it out, and I was sitting with Andrew Gloga, physicist, and his wife, a mathematician, and we were coming up with the qu- equations. And then at the end of the table, his three little kids were making staircases, huh. and we're like, "Oh yeah, play." And, um, and then the second one was in teams of two designing. So in SketchUp or in CAD, they designed a staircase that was one to five scale model. So they had to think about the math. They, and this went deeper, the maths that they were doing in this. You notice I say maths, just like in England. There are lots of maths. I know it's math, it's a, it doesn't mean plural, but literally they use trig, they use um, the calculus, and they figured out which, uh, and they used, they even made the staircases maybe in the shape of parabola, parabolas. And so they they engineered uh, the math and, um, and into their design. And so when they made the one to scale f- models, uh, uh, 60 kids made them and we had uh, four feet left over. The other the other one to 10, we had tons of waste, but this we had very little, so they were very strict about it. So that gave them an idea of playing, an idea of designing. And then when they negotiate, then on the one to one scale models, it was about collaborating. They collaborated in their, in their design and they collaborated in actually building it too and so it, it took the kids that some kids are really great at building and some kids are really great at talking and negotiating and and everybody had to kind of figure out their way with it we did i mean and we had to go like me and like uh f- five boys and two girls went to home depot and it took us all day to pick out 60 straight two by four at 600 straight two by fours oh. so it's pretty fun and that, that was a mashup of art and engineering? Art and physics. Physics. Yeah. Great. And it's the reason it's Staircase to Nowhere was, I told them if it went somewhere, it would be craft. It has to go nowhere for them to be art. And uh, and then, uh, so it was pretty cool. And then I have it all on my website, too. Great. Yes. We'll look for it. All right. What's the website? JeffRobin.com. On campus, there's an elementary, middle, and high school. We asked Larry about the culture they're creating at High Tech High, and if it's the same at all age levels and grades. Larry shares more about the culture and how they include advisory at the high school level to truly deepen the community on campus. If you read Debbie Myers, because she was just here two weeks ago, when she, okay, when she said the kindergarten tradition in the high school, for those of you in kindergarten, think about it, read her piece. It's, it's a great, great piece. It's just a few pages uh, and you can find it online that high schools need to look and feel like kindergartens because kindergartens are based on the intrinsic interests of the learner it's fuzzy logic it's not heavy intensive testing and kids love creating and being and learning to be amongst each other and every one of us has an advisory group and every advisory group um, is about uh, 12 kids and they're all intentionally, uh, they're 9, 10, 11, 12th grade, because ninth graders, I'll wrap it up for you, ninth graders are watching 12th graders go through the scariest year of their life because where are they going to be going? They're watching 11th graders go through the most measured year in a human being's life. So you see what that's like. And I always have, our, and, and when we have a graduation, all our graduations, we only have student speakers. To close, Tom asked Caleb Rashad, director at High Tech High, about starting schools. 
Excuse the background noise, we were walking the halls for these interviews, which we think gives them extra character and really brings you to the campus. We have people from different cities who are thinking, how the heck do we do this in our in our town? Do you have any parting advice for folks trying to start schools that, um, that look, operate this way? Like where to start, what to think about? Um... Yeah, so um, maybe maybe a couple of pieces of advice. I think it always starts with um, organically and best with the people that you have and the passions and interests and curiosities that the people have. I think when you start cultivating those conversations, um, they begin to think about like what might be things that are interesting to them that they may want to explore, how they can bring students along with them to explore those topics. Um, and then as they explore, uh, how can they like show their work show their learning um, to the world. I was just recently at the San Diego Museum of Art here, and what was interesting was they had, um, they were highlighting a particular architect, and they showed like the architect's building, like a big picture of it, and then right next to it they showed like a one um, fiftieth scale model, and then they showed a one tenth scale model, and then they showed like a map and schematics, like all the drawings of it. And then they showed like the architect's notes. And then they showed like the, just like a brainstorm thing. And I thought it was interesting because they didn't just show like the final product, but they made the process of learning visible. And I think that's one thing Larry talks about a lot is like how to not just document the final thing because you want to make the work public and you want to make the learning process public too. So how do you make students learning more visible? And so um, I would say those might be two things. That might be a place to start is with conversations about the people who live this work, breathe this work, what are the things that are interesting and curious to them? And then secondly, how can they bring students along with them on this journey? And then third, how can they show student learning all throughout? And then how do they like make a big deal about their final product? Thanks. Hopefully that helps. But love the hell out of people. Yeah. Do that first. A big thanks to the High Tech High team for welcoming us for this visit and so many others. And to Larry, Caleb, and Jeff for your time. If you like what you heard, be sure to check out the numerous other blogs we've done about High Tech High in the past. We've included a few in the show notes and on the blog. And as always, be sure you've subscribed to the podcast. You don't want to miss out on any future episodes. You can also leave us a rating. We love reading your feedback and it helps us get better. That's it for today. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For the Getting Smart Podcast, this is Jessica signing off.